Welcome to the Pop Goes the Culture podcast for Friday, January the 31st. It's about fucking time that January ends. I think I we're all tired of January. Everybody's like on Facebook is posting these memes like <laughs> we're five months into you know Jan- or into 2020 and it's still January. Yeah, no yeah, shit. That's the yeah. truth. Well, we are coming to you from the home of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast. We're out at the Alamo Draft House here in Springfield, Missouri. My name is Joey Mills and joining me today in the room we've got Dustin. Dakota. Curtis. K-Dub. That's it. All right. That's all we got. There's nobody else. else. No, there's nobody else here. All right. Casper, where are you at, buddy? Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> uh, we are a bunch of fans, artists, creators, critics from the Midwest talking entertainment, pop culture news, taking your comments and whatever. Before we jump into what's been going on this week in entertainment, pop culture, let's check in with one of the hosts of Geek History Lesson, podcast, comic book creator, editor, and friend of the show, Ashley V. Robinson, whose graphic novel, Jupiter Jet Volume 2, is available to back on Kickstarter right now. That's right, I am joined on the line today by Ashley V. Robinson, one of the creators of the critically acclaimed and Ringo Award-nominated Jupiter Jet comic series. Thanks for joining me today. How are you, Ashley? I'm so good, and thank you so, so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, before we get to Volume 2, Jupiter Jet and the Forgotten Radio, which is up right now for our listeners to back on Kickstarter, take us back just a little bit. How did the idea for the series begin, and how did it come together and evolved as you developed the first book? It's such a funny story, because I think it makes it seem incredibly silly. So, Jason Inman, who is my frequent collaborator, and I, when we co-write... We like to do it in diners, so we're often out at a restaurant when we have uh, basic planning work to do, story structure, things like that. And we were out uh, pitching another project. Jupiter Jet was our first big ongoing series to go, but it was about the fourth or the fifth one that we had pitched at that point. And I sat down and I said, I have an idea for a comic book, but it's just the name and it's just Jupiter Jet. <laughs> and that was that's a, that's a pro tip a bad way to pitch a comic to your collaborators <laughs> but uh jason is so wonderful and i'm so fortunate to collaborate with him because he was like that's awesome it's a 16 year old girl she's got red hair and a jetpack and a brother and they have a little cat and then right there he was able to pitch the twist that comes at the end of volume one yes and it kind of went from there and uh you know, and if you haven't read it, just skip ahead like 30 seconds because the book's been out for two <laughs> years. So by Vince Gilligan rules, it's not a spoiler. Right. She winds up, as the name suggests, uh, being quite close to Jupiter. And now that we all know that, that's what we're choosing to explore in volume two. But her, her kind of secret origin is that I'm a massive Sailor Moon fan. And I have had an all-abiding crush on Sailor Jupiter for my entire life. So the name and her color scheme of the green and the purple is an homage to Makoto. And that's how I came up with the name in the first place. That's awesome. Well, as you alluded to, Jupiter Jet's the first volumes ending opened up a whole universe of possibilities. I know that I and others who have read the first book and discussed it uh, were immediately asking after we finished it, great, when do we get volume two? Uh, <laughs> so, so talk to us a little bit about putting together Jupiter Jet and the Forgotten Radio. Is there a master plan when you guys outlined this over a number of volumes that you've kind of followed for this series, or is it more episodic in its own self-contained story uh, when we get to the second volume here i really we really strive we write this book as an all ages book and i think sometimes all ages is a dirty word where people think all ages mean that it's just for children 
Uh, and we are trying to strive more for the Pixar model, right? So right. it's good for people who are four or 94. And so we're trying to look at the series in the same way. If people are familiar with Atomic Robo, which is another incredible indie comic, they have an ongoing continuity. And if you read the books in order, then you get more out of it. But if you were to pick up each volume, they stand on their own because they are well-crafted stories. So Jupiter Jet, we always wanted to be five volumes. And we always wanted her to move forward one year. So in volume one, she's 16. Now it's a year later. She's 17. She's been a superhero for a year. She's almost an adult. She's been working with the human resistance. And she's looking a little more to the stars. I think as are most of the people who read volume one who are like, oh my gosh, this isn't depression era New York City. So what are we going to do from here? So we always knew that we wanted to do more stories and we wanted to do more Jupiter Jet specifically before people stopped asking for more of it. <laughs> right. And very kind uh, readers such as yourself have been saying, are you going to do more? Are you going to do more? Are you going to do more? And we were very fortunate. We did another book in between called Science, The Elements of Dark Energy that came out last December. Right. Please go. Please go buy it. It's really good. <laughs> and we funded like 200 plus percent. So we had... Uh, a nice little chunk of change that we were able to take and roll right into producing Jupiter Jet and the Forgotten Radio. So we already have 60 pages done of a 120-page book. That means we're already halfway done, if, if you're good at math and you're playing along at home. And the Kickstarter is funded, which is so incredible. But now we're driving towards stretch rewards and we've only announced one of them but our first two stretch reward tiers are just more stuff for the people who've supported us more incredible things that they can find out in the updates and then after that we're looking to tell maybe one-offs or add more pages to the book and then ultimately you know if we if we really if we do as well as we did on science then we're going to take that and we're going to try to produce jupiter jet more quickly because i really want jupiter jet to be coming out every year or every two years so that way we'll be able to see her whole adventure and her whole arc because last monday at the time of this recording hello future people <laughs> was uh, martin luther king day and jason and i went for a hike as we like to do and i fell into a creek it was awful but we planned out all of jupiter jet well not all of it in rough strokes jupiter jet volume three so we know what that's going to look like and we're raring to go and if people read the kickstarter description for jupiter jet and the forgotten radio which i'm not convinced people do if i can be completely honest they'll notice that there's a lot of allusions to westerns and right. cowboys and the american west and things like that and that might be because uh, when jupiter jet explores more of space she learns that her colony is not the only one that's set in a historic period. And we're hoping in future volumes to explore more colonies and what do they look like and who are they taking after? And, um, you know, ones that aren't just set in uh, white people, American aesthetics as well. Right. No, you've actually got some Western sketches, at least, or inked, I think, yes. on the Kickstarter page. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, pay attention, folks, to what you're backing. Um, talk to us a little bit about the creator-owned, crowdfunded aspect of making con of comics. What is it about this approach, which you guys have taken with a number of books, and now we're mm -hmm. seeing a lot of creators taking uh, with increasing frequency, that appeals to you as a creator, and on the flip side, what are some of the potential challenges that you have to manage? I am so glad that you brought that up because 
I think because Jason and I live in Los Angeles, I think people think, one, that we're very rich. And I love that you think that. But let <laughs> me tell you, we're not. And comics are expensive. Comics are collaborative. Jason and I work with cover artists. We work with interior artists. We work with colorists. And we work with letterers. And for all of those people to do their work, that's a full-time job. It takes a lot less time to write a comic. Not that it doesn't take a lot of time and a lot of effort. Um but it takes a lot less time than it takes to draw. So we are mostly raising the funds because we want to make sure that everyone who collaborates with us is paid a living wage and is paid fairly for the incredible work that they do. Jason and I actually don't take a page rate. Uh, we don't make any money from our books unless it's uh, on the back end. So unless it's either from direct sales or if we are selling through our website or if we're selling through a convention uh, or a library show, that kind of thing. And that's because unless you are Marvel or DC or you're doing licensed work, so if you're writing or drawing the Tomb Raider tie-in comic, um, no one is going to pay you. That's the way independent comics work. That's the way independent publishing works. So whoever is at the head, whoever is generating the project, and in this case, it's Jason and myself, uh, you are responsible for ponying up the funds and seeing what that looks like or... Sometimes people are very fortunate and they have collaborators who will work for free. I've never managed to have a collaborator work <laughs> for free in an ongoing capacity where they've met deadlines. So the financial aspect becomes important because we, we want everyone to treat it like a job because that's how we're looking at it. And Kickstarter allows that economy to exist. And that's why not only is comics collaborative, in terms of the seven or so people who touch the actual production of the book, but Jupiter Jet specifically is a group effort. So everyone who donates, everyone who shares the link, everyone who reviews the book on Amazon, everyone who lets us come on their podcast and scream about it at their listeners is a member of the Jupiter Jet family. We couldn't make this book without you. And the more of it we're able to do, that's something that we accomplished together. And I'm getting like emotional talking about it. It means... <laughs> so much to me that anyone is interested in me or what I do because Jupiter Jet is the closest thing I have to a child. And it's a project that I'm so, so proud of. And Carl Kessel said something that I thought was really interesting, obviously an incredible comic creator in his own right, but has recently kind of pivoted into the Kickstarter game. And he's working on projects there now that he tried to pitch to uh, Image or IDW and they wouldn't do it. But once you can prove that you have an audience on Kickstarter, then suddenly publishers come around, then agents come around. The most exciting, and it doesn't even mean like edgy, but just the most like forward thinking and fun and energetic comics projects, in my opinion, are coming from Kickstarter because there are people there who are willing to support these wild and crazy things that we're doing um, where sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes um, people in executive positions aren't. And that's what I think is so wonderful about the way the Kickstarter and the crowdfunding economy works. And that's why it's something that I really believe in. And it's also why if you go and you, if you go and you look at the people who are attached to this project as a collaborator, you can click on our profiles. I've donated to 80 plus Kickstarter campaigns. And it's because uh, not only do I choose 
to put my projects there, but I believe in the work that other people are doing there as well. And I want more people to make more cool stuff without gatekeepers. Absolutely. Well, Jupiter Jet and the Forgotten Radio, like you mentioned, has already met its crowdfunding goal. So there's no question for those who are considering backing the project, whether or not it'll be completed and fulfilled. That said, there is still a little bit of time left to get in and back the project at a reward level that makes sense to each listener. Um, there are some really great rewards for comics fans and some fantastic opportunities for backers who are looking maybe to take that next step with their own scripting and their own artwork. Um, as of this recording, the house guest option is still available. Oh man, someday someone's going to get it. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Every campaign. Absolutely. That's awesome. Well, go to Kickstarter and search for Jupiter Jet and the Forgotten Radio, or you'll find the direct link in the description for this podcast episode. Uh, The Kickstarter campaign ends on February the 20th. Ashley, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. Thank you for having me. And uh, now that you've opened the store, I'm going to scream at you to have me back again. Anytime. We are always looking <laughs> forward to uh, to getting you guys. If we can get you and Jason together, that'd be great, especially if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl this weekend. Just saying. Oh, boy. Kansas City, right? Yeah. I know sports. <laughs> there you go. I know, I know Jason's a Kansas guy. so <laughs> He is, certainly. All right. Well, thank you again so much. Thanks again to Ashley for checking in with us. Be sure to check out Jupiter Jet and the Forgotten Radio's Kickstarter campaign. And be sure to come back here every week. You never know who's going to call and check in with us. We've got some fun stuff lined up for the month of February, if we can ever fucking get there. We're, we're so close. I know it. All right. Well, before we jump into those headlines, what'd you guys do? Entertainment, pop culture in the past week. Did anybody do watch, play with, listen to, read anything that you have thoughts on? Anybody. I finished uh, Sex Education Season 2. And how did it, did it finish it left, well? It left, a, left us on a cliffhanger again. <laughs> okay. Did it, did it teach <laughs> I was going to say, there's so many ways to phrase that. There's so many ways I could have phrased that, <laughs> that but didn't. I uh, to see where it was going. I know. It was like, there's the setup, and I'm like, nope. I could, nope did I, it nope, teach no, you anything? <laughs> Do what? Did it teach you anything? Um, I mean, it's pretty informative. It's just a fun show. Like it's not a document. It's not like yeah. It's not a docu series. It's, it's like, not like educational shit you like, used to watch in high school no, yeah, or like, junior high or like, whatever. It's just a. It's a teenage show, really. Right. Well, I'm taking it off my list now. So. Oh, yeah. goddamn! <laughs> I was I was hoping for one of those classic, you know, with the film projector. Well, I finally learned something. Yeah, black and white. Yeah. Forget it. Um, I haven't done anything. Really. I've been real lazy, so I've been binge watching Black Clover. The yeah. Anime. Um. It's but, okay. It's fine. There are, it, yeah, there are episodes that are good. There are uh, yeah, episodes that are just kind of It's fillers. like the tropiest anime in Is the it world. Dubbed? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, it's all dubbed on oh, Funimation. Okay. I might have to check it out. Yeah, it, it's it's like my my friend Mitchell describes it as uh it's not good, but it's fun. Yeah. And so he's <laughs> it, right. It passes the time. Yeah. <laughs> it but, scratches yeah. the itch without yeah. doing anything meaningful, yeah. So that's what I've been doing. Uh I sh- spent Saturday and Sunday filming a short film. Yeah, how'd that go? We got 90% complete. Shoot. When are you going to shoot the Shooting other 10%? Money. Sometime. <laughs> All right. Yes. Sometime. <laughs> Through no fault of anybody's. Got a good chunk done, though. Uh, yeah, we got a good chunk of it done. We just, the second day got slowed down because <clears throat> somebody <clears throat> didn't know their lines. <clears throat> How's that again? <laughs> somebody didn't know their lines. Oh, I'll be damned. You know, it's okay. He, he did pretty good for what he did know. So. That's why you take the improv classes. He is. Yes, and. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so what kind of milkshake do you get there? Is it just straight chocolate or yeah, something it's else? It's supposed in the... to be just straight chocolate, but I'm not sure what they put in a little something in there. Yeah, yeah it tastes good, though. Surprise. <laughs> there you right. go. 
Kenny, how about you? What do you about to? Uh, me, I've been watching the uh, newest season of Sabrina. Yeah, I've got one episode left. Yeah, I we've only gotten. I think we're four in, five in, something like that. So how is it? Is as good as the rest of them. They're throwing in music. Like, you know, they it's, yeah, it's a, a different, it feels like a different season. It almost feels, you know, there's a point when sometimes when shows like turn a corner and they're not what they were for the first couple of okay. seasons and they kind of become something different for the next few. And this felt like that one of those seasons where it's turning that corner away from it was, I mean, it had elements of humor and horror and all that stuff, but it was kind of fairly straight high school drama kind of thing for the first couple of seasons gotcha. with horror elements and stuff. But this is more, yeah, like Lucy Goosey. So humor, kind of going music. back to like the Archie feel. A little bit, but it, yeah, it's just, it's a little but more not, goofy. But dark. Yeah, it's it's goofy yeah. in a fun way, not in a like, oh, this shit's goofy way. Yeah, they didn't lose anything, the feel necessarily from what they were trying to do. And it's it's really good. So we've been doing that. Then I've been watching, going back and watching the uh, Young Justice right. and Justice League animation because yeah. my daughter obviously was too young to watch it when it came out. And, so now she's 14, so she's kind of wanting to watch some of that. Then our son, when he comes you know, in between college and work, he's like, well, what are you watching? And he's like, oh. And he sits down, and we watch a few episodes. So that's nice. been kind of fun. Are you watching like the Justice League Unlimited Justice League or like there's uh, 10? I'm watching the Justice League but uh, and actually Super Friends from the 70s. Oh, nice. But uh, when they're there, we're watching Justice League Unlimited and watching uh, Young Justice. So, Did anybody else catch the, what is it called, Justice League Action? The one that was on Cartoon Network a couple of years ago. They're like it, It's all on Hulu. I've watched, I've watched about half of the first season yeah it's pretty good yeah i know for something that's yeah. only like 10 minutes you're like yeah what's this gonna but yeah it's fun it's mm-hmm. pretty, it's not bad yeah, yeah i've kind of got caught up on the harley quinn i um, heard that's really good oh my gosh it is i can't it is i can't than, i can't make myself watch it i just kind of like eh, i don't doesn't it, like, it doesn't appeal to me is it batman adventure style like bruce tim style or the animation is similar yeah is it yeah but okay. the tone's not no it's <laughs> it is it's, it's hard r is it dark <laughs> No, it's well. Well, there yeah, are moments, but it's yes, it's but the it's the profanity and uh, the yeah. it's and the subject matter. I mean, they're talking yeah. about coming on stuff, and <laughs> she's like, you know, the person that's voicing Harley played Penny Kaylee Cuoco, and uh, so it's funny to listen to her. You know, just fuck this shit, this you know, blah blah everything. <laughs> you're like, whoa, okay, you know, but like they do so, like they kill people in it. That's kind of I mean, cool, though. It's, it's, it's a different, that. yeah. I think it's funny that they got Diedrich Vader, who was like Batman the voice of Batman in a children's Batman. cartoon, yeah. and now he's doing this. Yeah, so. yeah. There's a lot of voices you hear during it, and I'm like, wait a minute, and I'll go look up, and I'm like, yeah, that's who I thought it was. So it's, I wasn't gonna watch it at first, but then I started. Like the first episode's pretty decent, and then the second, third, fourth, I mean, it just get, keeps getting. It draws you in. It's really good. Right. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things, but I'm still with Joey. Like, I just have a hard time pulling the trigger on that. There's a, yeah, there's a lot of stuff to watch, and that's not yeah. high on my yeah. list, personally. I kind of was like that, but I just decided, what the hell, just give it a shot, and I en- I end up enjoying it, so. Yeah. Well, let's see. Uh, last week, took the family. We had uh, we got 
tickets for Christmas from uh, extended family. So we went and saw Les Mis uh, last Saturday. That was fun. Were you Les Miserable? Or was no, it, it was actually pretty good. We, act- we actually had really good seats, too. So, I mean, we were like fourth row right up front. So nice. It, nice. it was pretty good. Uh, anybody watch the Grammy Awards or no? <laughs> No. I, I could not force myself to watch what? the Grammy uh, Awards. What are, we, what are we watching? Oh, no. Yeah. They, I saw Billie Eilish won something. I think she won a bunch of things. Yeah, I, okay. Did yeah. she go and cut herself in the bathroom? Yeah. And then I, <laughs> I saw the day that, uh, what's her name, Haley Williams is like speaking out against them for skipping over the rock categories on TV. Right. They do that um, every year. But I really I don't care about Haley Williams, so it didn't, <laughs> I didn't feel bad for her. Well, that would be like, yeah, being nominated for a big award, and then they just say, eh, fuck it. Like they do with the Oscars every year with all the technical awards and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Also, Sunday night, uh, so I didn't watch the Grammy Awards. Did anybody catch the WWE Royal Rumble? I did. What What'd you think? I I enjoyed it. I didn't like the outcomes of some of them, but I thought the women's battle royal was really good. And I mean, Bianca Belair, for everybody that's listening that knows who that is, I personally would have liked to have seen her win it, but she's NXT, and they're like, no, no, not yeah, yet. Yeah, it, so. it feels like they need to go ahead and just pull that trigger and put the women as the main event because yeah. they've been carrying that company for about two or three years oh, now. Yeah. So their talent. I mean, those, yeah. those chicks are like next. Le- sorry, those women are next level talented. I mean, just beast. Bianca Belair is like putting everybody above her head and you know throwing them over the ropes and stuff. I mean, she's a beast. Uh, yeah, then on the men's side, yeah, then the men's side uh, was kind of a dud. Also this week, let's see what else. Uh, Arrow series finale was this yes. Tuesday night. Anybody mm-hmm. catch that? I did. Didn't. You did? No, no, <laughs> nope. no, no. What did you think, Kenny? I liked it. I It made me not cry or tear up or anything, but it did bring back. It's like, okay, I've watched this show from day one, never missed an episode, and it's ending. It's like. And then, you know, I listened to that Michael Rosenbaum podcast with Stephen Amell, and I've caught a couple other things, and he's just, you know, everything he did, that was his, he poured his entire life into that series, and I kind of was feeling that as I was watching it, and just kind of at the end where they were showing, okay, hey, everybody's doing life this, goes on. Yeah. I won't spoil it, because there's still, there's some people, man, yeah, it's only a couple chance. days out, yeah, but, I mean, there's, a part at the end. That's I'm the like, only thing that I was like, hey, well, that's interesting. The rest of it, I was kind of like, eh. <laughs> yeah. I, Honestly, I, up to the point with all those shows where it's like after the crisis thing, I was just kind of like, I really haven't found a reason to tune back into any of them, to be honest. It's kind of, that was the problem with the the big, oh, this is it. And knowing that like Arrow's ending and stuff, it was kind of like, well, that's an easy place to jump off. And yeah, so I've gotten yeah. to where I just don't give a fuck anymore. I've liked it because with him resetting the. <laughs> Well, bringing everything into one universe right. now, uh, he's reset a lot of stuff, and it's been fun throughout the shows f- finding what he's done and right. uh, him being Oliver Queen. So it's it's kind of made it interesting again. So yeah, well, I mean, I'm glad you enjoyed. Pull your enjoyed. socks off. Yeah, I mean it's. <laughs> Uh, and we talked about this last week. I know there are podcasts out there that we try to help support the local or the smaller podcasts. There's bigger ones out there that don't need our support. But the one that I had the most fun with this week, uh, you know, Chris Jericho's got his Talk is Jericho is the name of his podcast. Um, and then he is, this is the second year they've done it, but 
last year in January, he had this, they basically rented out a cruise ship. And so it's all like wrestling fans that bought the tickets and they set up a ring on the top deck of the cruise ship. And so they're doing like concerts and wrestling matches and podcast recordings and just a kind of fun stuff. And then when he signed and they formed the all elite wrestling, they're like, Hey, let's just piggyback on what you've already got. Cause you know, that's already a contract he has in place with the cruise ship companies. Like, Hey, I'm renting out your boat every January or whatever. Yeah. Um, so this year they had the second annual and it was actually, they did their live broadcast of the wrestling and stuff. And, uh, but anyhow, the fun thing that he, his podcast, they did a, uh, a, a recording on the boat and it was, uh, all about the NWO days. And so oh. the podcast had, uh, Eric Bischoff, uh, Scott Hall, oh, wow. uh, Booker T and diamond Dallas page and Chris Jericho, hosting it and asking the questions and stuff. And yeah. it was a lot of fun to listen to and kind of put yourself back, you know, whatever that's been now, 25 years almost yeah. or whatever. And that's be like, crazy. Oh man, that was so much fun. And hearing the behind the scenes stories and some of the stuff that went into putting all of that together. And it, it was a lot of fun. If, if somebody's listening and they're into kind of that old school, like nineties era wrestling stuff, uh, definitely look at uh, Talk is Jericho and find the most recent episode, the NWO episode. It was it was a lot of fun to listen to just because, number one, those guys are all up there telling, you know, they'll ask a question. Somebody, he'll, Chris Jericho will ask a question, and it, I'll, I'll ask this question of Scott Hall. And so Scott Hall will give his version of it, the answer. And then the other three guys like, well, actually, here's how I remember that. Yeah. Or actually, here's what was going on when you fuckers were doing this. Here's what we were doing over here. And so it was pretty cool to hear that whole, because that's the first time you, you can get little snippets of that from different people at different times. But to hear a group that was part of that, you know, all kind of giving the the whole story to some of these uh questions answers to some of the questions it was pretty cool it was pretty fun to listen to yeah, i always love behind no matter if it's movies or television or whatever it is i love hearing the behind the scenes stuff you're like, oh yeah oh there's God. a lot of times there's more fun behind the scenes than whatever actually came out of the project yep well, we know that you all watched, listened to, read, attended, played, whatever things. Leave us a recorded message with your one-minute review on our hotline at 417-986-7842. We would love to include your recorded one-minute review in a future episode. And I mean that. If you're watching something, if you watched the Arrow finale and you've got something to say, or you're watching picard or sex education or sabrina or whatever and you've got thoughts give us a call leave a message on the hotline we will include your one minute review in a future episode and if you thought. think we're not cutting you off at one minute just try and see <laughs> i have a thought yeah why don't they cross over picard with sex education picard and sex education i think they did that that was called uh, the next generation yeah there the were a few generation. uh yeah this will yeah, be the, the, sex sex generation. the sex generation there you go there were a few moments in the next generation. It's like, wow, that's a yeah. That's when, an outfit. I, when I went back and t- to rewatch it a few years ago, I was like, wow, this is a pretty racy show. <laughs> <laughs> it was a pretty horny show, to yeah, be honest. Of course, but the original Star Trek was a pretty horny show too. For, yeah, I guess we can't say that. We had to call it what, a thirsty show now. It was thirsty. thirsty. Yeah, it was yeah, horny, I mean, yeah. these people yeah. were stuck on a ship. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, things happen. <laughs> things happen on submarines was, and yeah. battleships. And this, you know, right now, could you imagine? For years going through space. Oh, yeah. I'd fuck everyone, yeah. 
<laughs> it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter. Don't We're even looking care. for alien life just so Dakota has something new to fuck. <laughs> it's like, was it, Clerks 2, where he's like, <laughs> found a new life form and fuck it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, let's take a look at this week's entertainment and pop culture headlines, starting with the top five films at the box office from last weekend. Bad Boys for Life held on to the top spot for the second weekend in a row. The film uh, is about $20 million away from being the highest performing film in the Bad Boys franchise. I'm okay with that. People I'm glad Will Smith is getting some money again. Yeah, it's about time Will Smith makes some money. Yeah, yeah God damn it, He's been living on white bread and peanut butter, <laughs> smooth peanut butter for well, years. Mean, his last, what, seven movies have... You know, failed at the Aladdin box was a billion dollar movie. Yeah, yeah and then Disney got right was pretty that. successful too on Netflix. Yeah, he got paid for that, so yeah, he's not hurting. What was no, that Gemini man? That didn't get shit. And he's married <laughs> no, to Jada. That didn't look good Smith too. And his kids, he's and pimping his, his kids, kids yeah. out, making them yeah. work for the they money. So they are they're not hurting for cash. Oh, you know, he's getting a piece of that too. Oh so. yeah, exactly. And you know, he's still getting paid for a fresh prince. Oh yeah, it's in syndication. Yeah, every time. Every time another network plays an episode, there's more money in the bank. I'm going uh, back and caught a couple of Fresh Prince of Bel Air episodes. I'm like, still holds up. Still funny. Up. Still good mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. At number two, staying at number two, is 1917. And Doolittle stays at number three. So no change in the top three at the box office. Uh, Doolittle has made just over $91 million. Woohoo. Worldwide, wow. <laughs> total, huh. to date. Hey, Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> is like, what am I doing? <laughs> he got paid his $20 million. He does not care. Yeah. Uh, the, by the way, the project had a $175 million production budget, so it's not going to lose $100 million like was projected. <laughs> now, that's before you add in all the marketing, because they marketed the shit out of that, so it'll still end up losing money. But They marketed it so much that my dad thought it was a Sherlock Holmes 3. <laughs> he's like yeah I saw what the fuck's going on with this yeah. he's like, they're making a new sherlock so i'm running around being chased by a tiger i'm like let's do little dad <laughs> <laughs> that'd be kind of funny if you didn't know you thought you were going in for sherlock yeah, 3 and you're like the whole movie the really this? <laughs> where's watson <laughs> yeah no shit. Where, where'd you lot go uh speaking of director guy Ritchie's latest the gentleman debuted at number four and Jumanji, the next level, drops a slot or two and rounds out the top five at the box office. Has anybody seen that one? Is it? I have not I seen, it. seen it. Uh, my sister saw it, and she said it was hilarious. She she thought it was better than the first one. Okay. Hmm. So, I, was, so I, I, I waited to watch the first one until it came out on DVD, and I was surprised it was yeah. entertaining. Yeah. yeah, that happened yeah. to me, too. Exactly. I, I didn't same. expect anything I caught it out of it. It came out on what, HBO or whatever. Right. Yeah. I was like, oh, I finally get to see well, it. That's why I think everybody was like, nobody's going to go see this shit. <laughs> oh, okay. None of us. Obviously, people yeah. did because they turned out. But yeah, when we all caught it, we're like, well, that's not so bad after yeah, all. That was yeah. great. The weekend's other new release, The Turning, finished just outside the top five. It finished at number six. That film has earned a F on cinema score and a 13% from audiences and critics on Rotten Tomatoes. What is The Turning? It is kind of a horror flick. It's got Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things and the gal, I've, her name escapes me right now, who was the last Terminator in the most recent Terminator movie. Oh, okay. Um, based on the old book, Turn of the Screw. Mackenzie um, Crook or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, everybody says it's absolute shit. <laughs> okay. And here are the stories that we have been watching this week. First of all, both Apple and Netflix 
are said to have been in talks to buy out MGM. The studio owns the rights to the Rocky, RoboCop, Species, those franchises, as well as co-owning the rights to the James Bond franchise. Any buyout is expected to include MGM Home Entertainment, Orion Pictures. Remember when Orion Pictures was big back in the 80s, yes. maybe? They folded and then they <laughs> came back for uh, the Belkin don't remember experiment. That. No, you probably don't. <laughs> I don't remember that either. <laughs> uh, they also own Epix, the, I guess, cable satellite network. And the company has a stake in United Artists, which is, you know, again, part of the James Bond piece. MGM's first film was released in 1924. So there's a lot of history with MGM Studios. So we're going to see a lot of remakes pretty soon of RoboCop. and uh, I think we already that. are, but yeah, probably so, I would imagine. I imagine that, yeah, the James Bond piece is the one that's got the most value to them because then you'll have, you know, kind of like how we had Pennyworth the not Batman prequel yeah. on stars. And so, yeah, I could see a Netflix or an Apple like version of, I don't know, another character like M or something from the James Bond universe. And that would be my guess, but who knows? Blumhouse is rebooting the thing. Sort of. Sort of. Yeah. The uh, thing is based on the 1938 novella. Who goes there? But Curtis, I know you you were okay. you're the horror fan in the group, so tell us a little bit about what they are looking at here. So apparently they found a uh version of that story that the author, oh what's his name? I can't find it in uh, here. Uh Campbell, I think. Yeah. Yeah. He had apparently had written a novelized version, much longer version that, that never, never got released, published. Yeah. Never was published. Kind of makes me wonder why it wasn't published. There's but, generally a reason for that, <laughs> but apparently that's what Blumhouse is doing. They're going to release that. The full version is called Frozen Hell, and they're going to do their thing remake based on that story. So that's that's what they're doing. If the nov, if the novella, the short story, was good enough and tight enough to deliver because we've had a couple of versions of the thing. Yeah, the first the version was back in 30, what, 51? 51. Okay. Yeah. And then John Carpenter rebooted it in 82. And then we had that weird prequel <laughs> prequel that, thing. That was a beat by beat remake. It was a beat by beat remake. They even went old school effects until the studio was like, no, let's throw some shitty CG over it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that John Carpenter's thing is like yeah, that. That's the that, definitive one. That's the definitive one. I hold that near and dear to me. I saw that in a really tight, packed room with like five other people in high school on like one of the last days of high school, and I was like seventeen. It was like this is an amazing movie, and it's stuck with me ever since. I was really excited for that prequel ten years ago until I saw it. <laughs> Like what, everything you loved about the first one, except for everything you loved about the first uh, yeah. one. It's kind of like when they did the Psycho remake with Vince Vaughn. It's like it's a shot-for-shot shot remake that, with no personality whatsoever. There is a butthole. Yeah, there, there is. That's the only addition to that Psycho remake. Yes, it is. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I saw the original thing, and you know, it's all right for what it is. But you know, I, I hope they do something interesting and don't just do a cash grab. So. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, Sony has delayed its Uncharted movie based on the PlayStation video game yet again. It has moved from a December 2020 release to March 5th, 2021. That bumps Sony's troubled Masters of the Universe film that's never gotten off the ground completely off the schedule for now. 
As of right now, if everything held, Uncharted would open the same weekend as The Matrix 4, and apparently there's a new Jackass movie that's opening that weekend as well. I thought, I thought they were all <laughs> dead now. Not. Yeah, exactly. I, go for it, I guess. Cash Grant. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like a weekend at Bernie's. Just prop up the it, corpses not- and like, oh, shit, look, <laughs> we pushed him off a cliff. Oh, <laughs> look, all, he got hit by a car. Now they're all old, the Jackass is just like, all right, welcome to Jackass. Today I'm going to get out of bed without breaking something. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he didn't oh, do it. <laughs> His back seized up. Johnny Knoxville fell and broke a hip. <laughs> you know, shit. <laughs> Oh, God, no. All right, that strikes a little too close to home. All right. Uh, Marvel has canceled the animated Howard the Duck and the animated Tigra and yeah. Dazzler series, which are set to stream on Hulu. Howard the Duck. Howard the yeah. Duck was the one that Kevin Smith was yeah. creating, working it's, on. It's yeah. like, that's kind of perfect. Let him do it. No, it's whatever. All kinds of shakeups over it with the uh, Marvel television series. Still yeah. happening. I remember when they first announced that. I think you said, you're like, yeah, good luck. We'll see if that even yeah. gets off. Yeah, and it clearly didn't. So. I mean, look yeah. what happened with Donald Glover's Deadpool TV show. Yep. yep. Same thing. Disney has reportedly cut the episode count and pushed back production on its Obi-Wan series for Disney+. Plus. Word is that the project has, quote, been delayed indefinitely, end quote, but not outright canceled. Not we'll looking good <laughs> again. Yeah. It's another Howard the Duck situation, I'm afraid. We'll see what happens. Meanwhile, DC Universe. Hey, remember DC Universe? I know we were talking about it a little yeah. bit ago, but nobody has the damn thing. That's like probably the most account shared <laughs> streaming platform oh, out there. Yeah, it's <laughs> Nobody's got DC Universe, account. but everybody watches DC Universe. There's a lot of good stuff on there, though. Yeah, uh, they have ordered three series to pilot. From their DCU unscripted search. It was like, a, hey, pitch us a television series. And then they brought like the top 10 to LA to actually pitch the television series oh. to executives. Uh, they've decided that three people will get to film a pilot. And then from that, one will be chosen uh, to get a full series order. Or at least one, I guess. If there's two really kick-ass ideas... They're not going to just walk away from them both, I don't think. Um, but here's what we have. Here are the three finalists. First up uh, is a show where three cosplayers will show off their craft and creativity as they compete for honor, glory, cash, and prizes. Which was a good series on... Uh, sci-fi, I think. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they, they had a couple of them. Yeah. They had cosplay, and then they had face-off, and they had... Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. The cosplay one was pretty good. It's better than I thought, so... Yeah. You know, if they do it, I'm sure it'll have to be something similar. So. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's only so many ways you can fuck exactly. that pig. Just got to have some big boob chick on there. That's what no, that's, worked yeah. for the other one. They're called women. Are they? <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah, right over there. No, <laughs> okay, that's all right. Guess Someone he needs a little death metal to wake himself up. <laughs> <laughs> the second show, eight teams take on roles as hench persons to Gotham's most notorious robes. Their goal to escape the dreaded Blackgate Penitentiary and its new warden with enough mazes, puzzles, and traps to impress even the Riddler. That sounds kind of shitty. Yeah. I'd watch it if Batman showed up and just beat the shit out of everybody. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's like, if you pull the wrong card, the wrong challenge card, somebody in a bat suit <laughs> just, comes out and just kick the shit ben out of everybody. Spin Affleck in sweatpants, yeah, beats the fuck out of you. <laughs> that'd be all right. I'd watch that. Yeah. As, as it stands, without that in there, I don't know that I would watch that one. Battering to the chest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
And finally, comic book fans travel to beloved comic book stores in their local neighborhoods to investigate how these shops provide inclusive, fun communities for geeks in real life. God, I love the Kevin Smith one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Again, uh, we had this show. Yeah, it's been yeah. Down. Comic, comic book, man. Book, man. That, was pretty, yeah. that was great. That just falls one comic shop yeah. that's owned by a famous person. Yeah, but what's it going to be? It's going to be the same kind of people because yeah. those places yeah. attract the same kind of people. Yeah. Same shit in it. Comic books. Because, the, yeah, the ones that don't have personalities behind the counter, they're not going to film there. So, yeah, it's going to be. You know, yeah. Yeah. So, of the three, any one of these that you uh laying odds on to be the one that goes to series? I'm on the first one just because, like Kenny said, if you throw in, like, Jessica Negri into that shit. Right. I'm. I'm set. That'll sell it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Watch anything she's in. So, yeah. but, uh, I, you know, the cosplay one and even the comic book one, I mean, if it was a year or two ago, I think it would have had, 10, a, it would have been five. something. That, yeah. <laughs> well, I wanted to be generous. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're probably right. Probably closer to four or five, but you know, out of the, I mean, there's not a real good winner. Cause, Two's been done before, and the middle one sounds like a ridiculous ass show. So yeah, it sounds like the challenges from Survivor, yeah, but without any of the drama of yeah. Survivor. Yeah, they so. may want to look at some more submissions before. They- <laughs> Maybe this is why nobody's pay- paying for DC. Yeah, I was just going to say, if you want people to start paying for that, uh, look into something different. This Maybe one green light that Don- or uh, Howard the Duck show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> can, we, can we purchase Howard the Duck from you? Maybe you can green light. It, pun intended green light the uh, show they teased at the end of arrow yes yes uh let's see jordan belfort the real estate broker that the movie the wolf of wall street was based on a real guy he's told his story he's written his memoirs all that he is suing the studio that made the wolf of wall street for 300 million dollars in damages how long ago was that made? I don't know. Uh, 10, 10 years 2011, ago? 2011, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah almost like 10. I don't know just that it made $300 million, dollars, but. Did, it, did he just wake up out of a coma or something? Or Well, he's filed a lawsuit, and the suit alleges that the funding of the movie included illegally gotten front funds from Malaysia, which the producers, they already had a lawsuit about that, and the producers settled for $60 million to get that case dismissed. Belfort, who spent 22 months in prison after scamming investors out of $200 million, sold the rights to his memoir and its sequel to the studio. But in the wake of the scandal, the whole Malaysian money, quote, he is no longer, or the studio is no longer to able to fully capitalize on those rights and has, quote, tainted the rights to his story. By the way, in a 2017 interview with Variety, Belfort admitted he knew the funding for The Wolf of Wall Street included some ill-gotten perhaps illegally gotten money so the guy's trying to scam the studio for more than he scammed the investors for that actually sent his ass to jail and gave him a story to write a book about well yeah uh, it's <laughs> what he does that's yeah, what, yeah i was gonna say he's just doing kinda, his thing there's a sequel apparently there <laughs> yeah he's he had a sequel memoir and uh it's now he's upset that nobody's going to make that sequel. It's all about him sitting on the set of Wolf of Wall Street, watching the <laughs> watching the illegal Malaysians <laughs> just popping in every so often, going back in the uh, office with the studio heads. Yeah, well, I'm sure this will go a long way for the guy. Yeah, we'll see how that plays out. He's hoping to settle for sixty million. I bet too. Yeah, like those Malaysians did. He'll be lucky if they give him a tenth of that. Give him a prison reach around. Yeah. <laughs> 
Beginning January 30th, that's Thursday, that's today when we're recording it, Taco Bell's bringing back its nacho fries for $1.39. That's something about the lava burrito. And rolling out new spicy buffalo chicken nacho fries for $2.99. No. I'll try it. What you get for that extra $1.60, you start with your nacho fries, then you add shredded chicken, cheddar cheese, nacho cheese sauce, because God knows you need twice as much cheese. All the cheese. Pico de gallo, sour cream, and Taco Bell's first ever buffalo sauce. Last year, Taco Bell kind of went the same route. They had a the steak rattlesnake and the reaper ranch varieties for their nacho fries. That's actually pretty good. Where, yeah. Which one? The rattlesnake one. The rattlesnake one was pretty good. Yeah, that yeah was, my that son liked that one too. So. We should have. We sh- well, we can't do it here. As you said, we should have brought in some uh, buffalo nacho fries and tried them out. Sneak them in next time. We'll do it somewhere, or we'll just pack purse. up and go on location to Taco Bell. <laughs> I think that's where we're stopping, Dakota. There you go. Yeah, that's what go my ahead. daughter. I told her I was like, "Hey, did you know that the uh, nacho fries, nacho fries are, are back?" And she's like, uh, "We're going tonight." I was <laughs> there like, you go. "Okay." <laughs> Listener suggestions at Jacob Smoot over on Twitter said he wanted us to talk about or felt we should acknowledge that former NBA superstar and Academy Award winner. Kobe Bryant was one of nine people killed in a helicopter crash last weekend. Among the other passengers was his 13-year-old daughter. Uh, The helicopter was taken to Bryant's and a few other of her teammates and their parents to a basketball tournament. Uh, News broke on Sunday. When it did, tributes began pouring in on social media, at the Grammys, at the Royal Rumble even, and at NBA games, um, and then physically outside the Staples Center in L.A., which is where the Grammys were being held and at the high school gym named after Bryant, where he played. He was 41 years old. Anybody been paying attention to any of that at all? Or It's hard not to. I mean, it was oh, it's all over the damn yeah, place. Yeah, I mean, they released uh, footage, like drone footage, earlier this week of the like the, the disintegration the of the helicopter. Yeah. yeah all, all bodies were accounted for, too. It's just, yeah, it's, it was a sad deal. It was, yeah, it's just one of those tragic things. That's yeah. what we were driving over to a friend of ours, and it... Had the TMZ breaking news, and we just kind of barely have the radio up when we're driving. TMZ, yeah. And, like, and they said that I'm like, what? And I turned up the radio. I was like, holy crap, man! That's. I, I mean, guess I guess he was. I guess that was a common thing. He would take the helicopter because it was faster than sitting in traffic in L.A. and would yeah. take the helicopter to basketball games and stuff. Or yeah, daughter. and it's only like they were saying it's only like a 40 minute drive or something like that. Yeah. Too. Like, it is. Pretty crazy because he lives in he lived in Orange County, right? And then Calabasas is like right there, in yep. basically Orange County. <laughs> it's one of those deals where it's like, I mean, Kobe's like Michael Jordan. Like, if you didn't, if you don't care about basketball, you know who Kobe still Bryant is. Yeah. 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 So I mean, he, he kind of. I mean, transcended you can't the take genre. a shot without saying Kobe. Yeah, I mean, people. <laughs> my whole generation said that every time they threw something. Yeah, the trash I was gonna can, say, so. yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's one of those it's things. Jordan that, for us old folks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just kind of yeah. transcends the the genre, and I think it hit a lot of people in a lot of ways. So, yeah, especially being that young and having it, his daughter aboard and stuff, it's kind of uh-huh. kind of strange. Yeah. Anybody find any other news this week you guys want to talk about? Um. <clears throat> so there's a spinoff movie of The Big Lebowski coming out. Right. Oh yeah. Called the Jesus Rolls. Yep, as written and directed by John Turturro, who played Jesus in the original Big Lebowski. I guess he had to get permission from the Coens because the Coens weren't going to do that shit, right? And he's like, "I really want to do this. This is my thing. His I, I have a story project. to tell. It's my passion project." 
and he made a movie and it's going to come out in March, March. sometime in March. Um, There's not a good trailer to watch. I found one, but it's all Spanish dubbed, so like I got to see what it looked like, but I don't know what the hell's going on. But you know, that's kind of like the Big Lebowski. <laughs> yeah. They they had the Gypsy Kings in there, uh, Susan Sarandon, John Hamm, Christopher Walken. I was like, oh, okay. Nice. So he, he got some people in there. So Now did he get into reprise roles like Jeff Bridges or John? So far, Goodman? nothing. I mean, if they are in it, it's a secret. Tight lip thing, yeah. I think it's just him. It's going to be weird to watch a It'd be An entire movie have. about a guy who exposes himself to eight-year-olds. <laughs> yeah. Fuck a pedo, man. <laughs> as long as they're not showing you that. Right. Anybody else have anything else? Uh, I saw the other day that Winter Soldier and Falcon got delayed uh, to August, yep. which was one of those kind of things where I was like, I didn't fucking know when it came out. Anyway, <laughs> exactly. So I'm not really worried about it. When they announced they've delayed the project and they give you a date and they're like, you never gave us a fucking date to begin with. Yeah, <laughs> they, so. they could have just said, hey, here's the date. And we'd all been like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of those kind of things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To add on to that, they did announce John Walker will be in that yep. TV show as well. They've uh, they've been slowly teasing some things out mm-hmm. about Falcon and Winter. So I think... That's the first one, I think, that's going to come out from Marvel on Disney Plus, where Marvel Studios is in charge of it. Because I don't think WandaVision comes out before that. I think it's later. So Yeah, I'm just waiting for Moon Knight. So. Yeah. They haven't even done anything with that other than told us, yeah, we're going to do a Moon Knight just I mean, to get people talking. And then they're like, yeah, I mean, guys, yeah. we'll make it what we feel like. It's- last time I got excited, it was for Iron Fist. And we all saw that. <laughs> yeah, one, what so. happened there? <laughs> we all got Iron Fist. Yeah, Fisted. Got Iron yeah Fisted, so. exactly. In other news from Georgetown, South Carolina, a sheriff's deputy responding to a burglary call in South Carolina Uh-oh. was forced to settle a beef between his canine and a spooked cow by using his stun gun. Georgetown County Sheriff's deputies were dispatched to the Pleasant Hill community on Wednesday when a canine that was brought to the scene reportedly became distracted and bit a cow belonging to the property owners, a statement from the agency said. The officer was forced to stun the dog to prevent the cow from being seriously injured, the office said. Reacting to the bite, the cow charged at the deputy and the property owner, hitting them and causing minor energies. After taking stock of the situation, the deputy placed the dog in his cruiser. None of the people or animals involved appeared to be seriously hurt, the Greenville News reported. At the end of it all, the sheriff's office determined the original burglary call was unfounded. There was nobody fucking around the house. Just that <laughs> cow, I guess. <laughs> oh, wow. Could you like imagine to, that, though? I like to picture the officer when it's all done, just gets in his car. Like, I gotta fucking ball. fill out a report on this. Well, you know, yeah, he just he just grips the wheels like you know this is my life now. Yeah, and you know then he's sitting there going, I've got to fill out a report, and it's gonna and, be on the news, and then it's gonna be on those weird ass weird news sites that some fucking podcasters are gonna be looking at. Uh, I, I guarantee you, sat there for like 15, 20 minutes, just <laughs> contemplating his life, just like what what have I become? <laughs> the, the other option, I can run this cruiser straight into that tree at ninety miles an hour. <laughs> I have something. Okay, so Sunday night we finished shooting on the short film. <laughs> shooting cows? Yes, shooting cows. Dogs? Shooting, shooting tasing dogs and shooting cows. <laughs> um, we we're all putting our stuff in our cars. We're at the Creamery Art Center here in Springfield. A friend of ours lost his wallet, so we're all looking for it. By, we all, we're all, by us, I mean me, my brother, and Hawk. So I had gone outside, and Hawk's car has already started. 
and his <laughs> tailgate's open. Oh, so Lord. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I shut his oh. tailgate. It's still running. Yeah, no way he's but since this. we're looking for our friend's wallet, we take longer than usual inside looking for the wallet. Yeah. Well, while we were in there, someone stole Hawk's car. Again. <laughs> Again. Again. Not the first time it's been stolen in the last three months. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So he's flipping out and, you know, <laughs> calling the cops. And the good news is they found it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Go ahead. Tell your story. <laughs> so, you know, he's got all his equipment in there, his, his cameras, his boom pole, all that shit. And he's, his computer, he, yeah, he's just miserable. So our friend who lost a wallet takes him home. Me and my brother, we go back to my apartment. About 30 minutes later, I get a phone call from our friend. <laughs> Turn on the news. <laughs> so what had happened was he drops Hawk off at his house, and he goes to leave. And as he's leaving, the car <laughs> flies right past them. So he calls Hawk. They get back in their car, and they start chasing the car down. And when they turn on the Kansas Express, there's a full-blown police chase going on. And I'm on the <laughs> phone with them, and... <laughs> And then I guess they stopped, and they're they've got the dogs out. They're looking for the people. I guess they got the woman. There was a couple. I don't yeah. know if they were on drugs or something, but they just basically saw the car, pushed a bunch of shit in the back, and drove off with it. But they caught her, and I guess they're still looking for the guy. But it was kind of an interesting. Yeah, the, reading the account of the high speed chase and the near misses before they finally decided just to try to hoof it. Um, yeah, yeah, that, that was something else. Yeah, it was interesting. Was anything uh, missing out of his? No, car? Um, he he said that they got into his glove box because his insurance was missing. <laughs> <laughs> Those fuckers stole my insurance cards. They left thousands of dollars worth of equipment, but they took my insurance he, cards. He, Those he, sons of he, had, he had proof on his phone of insurance, so he's good. He's good. Okay, <laughs> the general was, bailed him out. That's it right. was kind of interesting. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Watching that on the the next morning on the news, like high speed chase, and they showed the car. I'm like, boy, that car looks kind of familiar. Yeah, yeah. It was like, oh, then go to Facebook. It's not like, something you do here in Springfield. Don't leave your car. <laughs> started no springfield's gonna be on cops next week i saw too well they, yep. they because of that they're like, well, because of that get back well, down there now, hey hawk leave your car running this weekend <laughs> now i know that they passed the thing that if it's you illegal start, or if, yeah if yeah. you start your car up and it gets stolen you can actually be fined a thousand dollars is that happening to him i don't think so yeah so Maybe. it's just a yeah, if, if you, case. depending on how you tell that story, if the story is, yeah. I left it sitting in my driveway for ten minutes while I went back inside so it could warm up, versus I was, yeah, yeah I leaving like and yeah, and everything, yeah. looking yeah. for a phone, confused, looking for somebody's wallet, yeah. I know, it's all about the story you tell. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, well, hopefully not. That'd be kind of <laughs> silly though. That's just another insult to injury. Yeah, is, that, yeah. is that covered by my insurance? <laughs> right. Can they pay you? No shit. I well, was starting my own car and they invaded my privacy. Yeah. Now I'm getting fined for it. I know. It's fucked up. <laughs> it's a money thing. It is. It's a way to make money. Well, let us know what you think are the top stories each and every week. If we use your suggestion, we'll give you a shout out in an upcoming episode. Send us your tr- suggestions on social media, on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for and follow us at PGTC Podcast. Links to that and more on our website at popgoestheculture.com. Results from last week's pop quiz. The question was, who of the four of us who were involved in last week's uh, discussion and draft had the best top five entertainers of the past decade list? 
And here are the results. In fourth place with 9% of the vote was Dustin, Mm -hmm. who had selected... You want to tell us your selections again? I had BTS, Tom Holland, Kevin Hart, Tom Brady, and Post Malone. No love for Post Malone. You would think... I think think the Tom Brady brought you down. Even though though that's probably the right pick. Yeah. It's just everybody hates him so much that... Exactly. They probably tanked you a little bit yeah, there. Yeah, I, I just look past that part because, yep. I mean, he's good. Yeah. Everybody hates him for that, but you can't. You got to respect somebody for being good. Yeah. I, I won't so. lie, man. I saw BTS, and I was like, nope. <laughs> there you go. There's the other one. That was, a, that was my safe one because they were on fire last year. Oh, no, yeah. I totally oh, yeah. get Yeah. Again, yeah. It's, it's just because it's the right pick exactly. doesn't mean it's going to win the poll. Exactly. In third place with 19% of the vote, was the combination put together by Cinnamon and Sugar, who are not here tonight. That was Ari Aster, the director, Robert Downey Jr., and then a bunch of shit I've never heard of, and then Leonardo DiCaprio, <laughs> who I did have heard of. So. Well, that's the same way. I, I was like, okay, okay, huh? Huh? That was, was their like, daughter. Uh, yeah, yeah, she was uh, some of that YouTube type stuff. I so that's why I was like, nope. She swore she was hip. Yeah, yeah I, exactly. I just listened to it this morning, and I was like, "You, you told yeah. me that you knew." She's a hip. Uh, then you picked a YouTuber, hip, yeah. hip lady man. She's yeah. a hip lady. In second place with twenty four percent of the vote were Curtis's picks. Do you remember what you picked? Uh, I do now. Okay, uh, Trent Reznor. I had the uh, YouTube group Red Letter Media, Kevin Smith, Donald Glover, and Chris Hemsworth. I forgot that you picked Kevin Smith. That was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would have voted That's for Curtis, one. but I. For, I didn't. Somebody didn't listen till today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I so. did. I voted. I was like, ah, you had me at Kevin Smith. Yeah. And in first place with nearly half the vote, forty-eight percent of the vote were my picks. Uh, this is where you play the game. It wasn't necessarily my favorite from the past decade, but I figured this it would win the poll. You, this is where you suck the tit a little bit. <laughs> my choices were The Rock, Taylor Swift, Lin Manuel Miranda, Ryan Reynolds, and Kevin Feige. Thanks to everyone who voted. We're going to have a new pop quiz for you for this week, just a little bit later on the show. What we're going to do is we are going to take a look at what's coming up the month of February. We're going to talk about what we're most looking forward to, and we're going to ask for your picks, what you're most looking forward to in the next month. Don't go anywhere. We're going to do that when we come back right after this. All right, this week we're looking at our most anticipated entertainment and pop culture coming up in the month of February. We've got a short list of some suggestions, but we this is wide open to anybody and everybody. Uh, what we will do is from what's coming out in the month of February, we as a group will settle on four things for whatever, video games, comic books, movies, TV shows, whatever, that we are most looking forward to in the month of February. That'll be our pop quiz, and then we'll have listeners and followers on social media vote for what they are most looking forward to. Anybody want to start the discussion with anything coming up in the month of February that you are most looking forward to? I'm excited for Knives Out coming out on home video. You're going to get that on home video oh, and yeah. watch it again? Yeah. I'm probably going to get the Steelbook version. Yeah. I'm uh, I mean, I'm a Chiefs fan, so I'm pretty excited for the Super Bowl. Someday. Looking forward to that Super Bowl, are you? Yeah. Very good. Yeah. And I'm going to go ahead and say it. I don't care. I I know what you're going to say, but go ahead. I absolutely hope that the Chiefs lose because I do not want to hear 
the next year because they'll never ever get this close again but you're going to hear about it for the next 50 years until they actually win something again and i don't care i don't like chief i said it <laughs> hey Fight me. we showed up after the royals won pretty quick they just <laughs> yeah. rebuilt their but whole team. they the sold everybody off or traded them off or they <laughs> yeah. all left to it, go the, play the chiefs could win two games in a season and holy hell that's all you hear about that's the only two they won, but oh my god, you hear about the rest of the season. It's like, yeah, you gotta let that go. They're not doing it. It's called being supportive, Kenny. <laughs> oh, I get it, but only now do you see. It's like, where was this massive support over the past? What they haven't got this close. I think 50 it's fifty years. years? It's 50 yeah. years yeah. So I'm like, where's all this been? Like, I know some hardcore people that love you know the Chiefs and always have and everything, but I was like. Everybody under a monkey is now a Chiefs fan just because you live in Missouri. You know, it's like, mm, no, nah, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't support that bandwagon shit. <laughs> but if you've always liked them, then yeah, I'm good fan. on you. You know, I, I like Northern because that's I'm from Chicago, so I don't care if they're good or not. I just support my Steelers and you know Bears and stuff like that. So even yeah. though they all suck, but. Yeah, so, support them anyways. Yeah, support even if they yeah. went two games that whole season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> my so. take on sports of any kind at this point in my life is, uh, if it gets you another game at home, that's great because those are the people that you're going to be paying for another week to show up and sell beer and work in the parking lots and work security and take the tickets and shit. And if the local team, you know, so I'm all for the local team getting more games at home because that goes back into the local economy. And I'm all for people buying the shit out of the local team's merchandise because, again, that's sales tax. It's going back into your local economy. So I'm always for the home team in that respect. But beyond that, I could get two shits less. Yeah. So, But that's just me. I wasn't always that way. I've just gotten to the point where I'm just kind of sick of sports in general. It's the more you dig into it and find out what a just a mafia like racket it really is, professional sports are. It's it's pretty ugly. And people yeah. wonder why these athletes are paid so much because we all feed it into it. Absolutely, <clears throat> you you know you get the city to pony up tax money to build a stadium, and then yep. the teams stick around for a little while. Then once they see value somewhere else, they up and leave. And now there's a blighted, <laughs> gigantic stadium sitting in the middle of a city somewhere that can't be used for anything else. Yeah, it's like yeah. in Republic, uh, they built their new uh, high school, and their stadium is like a million-dollar stadium. Yeah. It's like, what do you need that for? They're in high school. For a fucking high school. Exactly. Yeah, like, what? We were lucky if we played out, if somebody paid. picked the rocks in the field before we had a game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is this going to turn into, like, the whole college thing? Stop play- making high school video games? Or like, pay them for their licenses. Yeah, yeah, because of the licensing. That's big money, though. I mean, oh, yeah, we went to Ozark, and that's you know, football was it. And I went to several games. I mean, I love going. I love watching football. Yeah. And even yep. though I, I used to love watching any game that was on TV because I just I loved watching the physicality of it and everything. Mm-hmm. And I just you know, at our school, all the money got pumped into that new uniforms every year and everything like that. Where like me being an artist, we had to, I mean, there's times that we had to pony up some money just so we could have art supplies. And, you know, our, yeah. we just got lucky that our teacher had a husband that was a connected. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. So we got a lot of stuff, but if it wouldn't have been for that, we probably wouldn't have had an art program and music program and several others so yeah now that my kids are in school and it's like hey look they've got like national qualifiers at all these other clubs and organizations they have 
but where does the money go? <gasps> Into the sports programs. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, and I get it because that's yeah, what that's part keeps of the, the school yeah. going, and it's what keeps, civic pride. Or that's whatever, what keeps two hundred thousand dollar a year, you know, salaries going for the, you know, the superintendents, superintendents, and, yeah. and all that. You know, I'm sure they're earning that money, but. That's a whole different thing. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> so now getting back go, to go cheese. The month of February. Hey, Super Bowl. Super Bowl's coming up. I'm gonna say altered carbon season two. Altered carbon season two streaming. Yeah, I'm I've heard good things that. about that show. I have yet to check that out. That first I'm a Dustin. I've heard great things, but I just keep forgetting about it. I watched ten minutes of the first of the show of the first season. I was like, nope, can't do it. Yeah. Doesn't mean I won't watch it sometime. Right. I just I don't know mindset. Probably just couldn't get into it, but you need some weed. Uh, <laughs> I know <not>? a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? Anybody else? Uh, for me, I'm like... looking forward to uh, the Mass Singer season three because that's yeah, something that our said entire it. family sits around. <laughs> that's what way. I thought you were going with earlier. On you were way. talking about fuck the Chiefs. I thought you were going with <laughs> Mass Singer. Well, <laughs> on the way know, in, I was like, like okay, you're getting there. Yeah. On the way in, I was like, Kenny's picking Mass Singer. <laughs> yeah, I, know exactly. I already knew that was coming. I was like, yeah, I shouldn't even have to put it on this fucking list. <laughs> I was going to. Yeah, I, I mean, I like it. Like, oh, so yeah. Our, it, the whole our family, family watches. Yeah, our family watches that shit. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I'll come over to Joey's and they're. Be kids there. will be sitting there watching yep. it yeah yep. so i'm looking forward to that i'm looking forward to the lego masters that looks like yeah something <laughs> it's I, coming out well i like I legos a lot so i'm into it i like i've been to like some like the lego stores like on dc they have a gigantic one where they have like the capitol building and right you know everything like Kansas that city's got one of those a lego yeah, something lego yeah. discovery City. <laughs> <laughs> so i mean I, i've always been fascinated with like holy hell what so I'm hoping they do some really cool stuff in this. Will it be awesome? I I don't know, but yeah. you know it'll be something I'm kind of looking forward to. And of course Brooklyn Nine Nine. I'm I love that show. Yeah, that yeah, holy so. shit. Yeah, yeah, that's a fud show too. Uh, Anything else on the list or off the list? That Jojo Walking Rabbit. Pete? I still I missed it in theaters. I'm really excited to see that. Jojo Rabbit out. hits yeah, home video yeah. this month in month of February. Lock and key uh, starts streaming real quick. I got my notification for that today, and I was like, fuck yes. Yeah, that looks like not on the list was Shaw Factory is finally putting out the director's cut version of The House That Jack Built. Uh, It's at the beginning of next month, and I'm pretty excited. Gee, I wonder why that didn't make the fucking list. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. It's good. 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 And I know nobody's watching it, but The Walking Dead starts again towards the end of the month, so. I'll, I'll is it, it in February? That's what the thing said. Is it? Okay. Thirteen? Uh, no, it's, it's the like second it's half of. Who knows? Yeah. It's like a million. I think I've yeah. got it on here somewhere. Season, Boy, it feels like. And now uh, it's like the second half of ten or eleven. I don't know. It's all weird how everybody does half seasons. Oh, now. so there's like splitting it up. Yeah. Yeah, February twenty third. There you go. I thought it was towards the last. Can't forget yeah. about Clone War starting back up. Here. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. Looking forward is that, to that in February? That's in February. It's another shit, one yeah. I'm getting caught back up on because it's been so long since I've watched them. Yeah. I'll start watching and That'll them be again. what on Disney Plus? Disney Plus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they made it just for Disney Plus. So. How yep. about them Oscars? Yeah, How about them, them Oscars? Oscars? <laughs> 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 Oscars are coming up. Yeah, this month and then the next month, I guess. It's still It'll still probably be all about the Joker. We'll find out. We're going to do some fun stuff. We're going to talk a little bit more about the Oscars next week. But, yes, that is coming up in the month of February. Anything else you guys can think of? Anything else you're looking forward to? Hey. I'll run through the list here, and if you something jumps out at you or you have something to comment on, uh, stop me. 
the big convention this month is C2E2 up in Chicago. Chicago, what is it? Chicago Comics Entertainment Expo. Yes. That comes up at the end of the month, end of uh, February. That's yeah. like the only big convention coming up in February, I think. Everything else has been. It's on my list of like things March. I want to go to one day. At some point. Yeah. yeah. They usually have a lot of big people come to that. I've, I've been kind yeah. of surprised that. Yeah, it's up to that one. I'm oh, yeah. it's, right, it's right behind SDCC and then YCC. Yeah, yeah so it's, it's like, like the third biggest. Top three, top yeah. four. Yeah. yeah. Is it? Or I thought yeah. Emerald Comic Con was third. No. Emerald's, no, not, any, really not, Emerald's not much bigger than Planet. It's yeah. just because usually it's early. It's usually like the first. Just gets like more media or something? Because it's usually the first one of the year. And oh, so okay. everybody's kind of like chomping at the Even bit. LA Comic Con's like bigger than. Yeah. Emerald than City's, Emerald City gets a lot of hype because it's in Seattle. Yeah. C2E2 uh, is pretty big. Yeah. That's, yeah. No, I'd love to go. Because that's a. One more of these doable years. one. Yeah, it's a yeah. Like, road trip. San Diego, no. It'll <laughs> never happen. That's yeah. just Well, there, there's much. the cost of getting there. Then there's the cost, cost of, of staying there. Then there. there's the cost of getting in there. And then there's yeah. so many fucking people. You're not going to get where you want to be. Yeah. Or you're going to be there three hours early to sit and wait to hope to get in to where you want to be. I've got a friend in San Diego that goes every single year. And it just That's- chaps my ass. Everybody says, everybody I know who's gone has said you ought to, everybody should, that wants, that's interested should go once. Yeah. Just to go. But you'll probably never go again. But you'll bet, bet if you want that big con experience without San Diego, go to New York. Uh-huh. If you want not have to deal with the San Diego or the New York, the coastal jackasses, and you want kind of that Midwest, you know, kind of feel, but you want a big con, go to Chicago, go to uh, C2E2. C2, yeah, yeah. so. I mean, just going to Planet Comic Con, there's times like, especially on Saturday, yeah, you know, that it's just like too much. Yeah. I The first year I went, I went all three days, and then every year, I've went every year since then, and I, I, went, I went for a day because it's just like over-fucking-loving. Yeah. Yeah. Well, That's what we're going to go up Friday night. And taking the family and, yeah and yeah i'll be stay then then head out sometimes saturday afternoon ish or whatever yeah. yeah i'll be there saturday with my wife but that's about it cool i'll be there all three days <laughs> working my working my three days yeah i'm probably just gonna go all three days just to go just to go and do it because yeah. there's a lot of a lot of good artists and stuff now announced there so oh yeah. yeah there's always something to do and see I don't know how many fucking times we walked that floor over the course of, because we've gone and spent three days and been like, we we got smart finally, totally off the subject. (laughs) Um, I don't know how many times we'd be looking at something like, because we're trying to buy shit to take back home to the family. And so it'd be like, oh, hey, look at this. I'll remember where that is. Oh, okay. And then you kind of think, well, it was on this end and it was kind of towards this. And I know it was like, it was the north facing aisles or whatever. And then you walk off and then you come back later, you're like, did they fucking move everything while I had my back turned? Like, did they all, it's like a Chinese fire drill. They all get up, move their shit, and you turn around and they're like, shit, get down. He's coming back. (laughs) So then we started like taking shots of like, okay, what's your booth number? So then I can come back and find your ass later. Yeah. And if you're not here, then I'll know you fuckers are moving around. That, um, that hall, like when you, if I, if when you walk that circle, everything looks the same. Yeah. Because all the corners, they have the same exits. I got smart on the celebrities because it's so fucking expensive to see them all. Yeah. They don't really hide them very well. So, like, I'll just go through. Like, last the last time I went, I was just like, there's a fucking Pink Ranger. That's my first boner. Like, I was so excited about that. <laughs> and so, like, I just, like, walked by her, like, six times. And I was like, I got my money's worth right there. <laughs> there you, like, I, I just, just had to pay. I just rubbed up. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, they always tell you, like, when they're doing their little talk thing, you know, little panel, they're like, yeah, just, you know, come see us. You don't have to buy a thing or whatever, but it's like, I don't know, I feel kind of bad not because that's their time. They could be home with their families. They could be whatever. It's a job. They all get paid to be there, and they all make money off anybody that does buy shit. In the news recently, the guy that tried to that conspired to kill Jason David Frank, the Green Ranger. It was a couple years ago, but yeah. Yeah, it's been a few years, but in the news, he just got convicted. Oh, like, really? Finally? Last week. Nice. Then we'll be finding out about how uh, some guy tried to rub up onto <laughs> the Peak Ranger. Still on the lookout the guy rubbing up on the Peak <laughs> Ranger. Uh, yeah, he was a shady fucker. He was walking by like six times. He kept looking at his crotch and saying, it's morphin' time. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Like I said, we'll run through the list here. Uh, the Birds of Prey movie comes out in February. Yeah, I'm actually looking forward. I've to heard that. it's actually not as bad as it looks. It looks horrible. I know, but <laughs> I heard it's not bad. Yeah, but I mean, if you're going into the Birds of Prey thinking this is going to be the best anything I've seen, no, nobody's thinking that. But I'm going into it thinking it's going to be Suicide Squad too. Exactly. That's, terrifying, so. that's the problem is everybody's going into it thinking, well, they can't fucking do worse than Suicide Squad, and they're yeah. coming out like, yeah, that was actually pretty See? good. That's all yeah. you need to do. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. All you got to do is make a really shitty movie in the franchise to start it off, and then just power through it, and everything looks great from there. Mm-hmm. Suicide Squad's like, you're welcome. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, the Fantasy Island movie. Has anybody seen the trailers for this? Yeah, I have. And it looks something. it looks pretty bad. Yeah, it looks like not excited shit. for that at yeah, all. Yeah, there's nothing in those that I'm like even remotely like. Oh, I would maybe like to see this. Well, all it is is like it's it's yeah. You took the name Fantasy Island and we're like, hey, here's something people are familiar with, and slapped it on something that has nothing to do with any of this there's shit. No, the yeah. plane, the plane. Yeah, there's no little. They should have gotten no uh, Peter Dinklage to be running around the island, be like. <laughs> grandmaster of the island you know yeah. if it's going to be a horror movie you know yeah i don't know he may have been like no <laughs> he's like i and i see what your script Get is brad williams like, the comedian yeah there you go <laughs> uh awesome. that would be fun that sonic the hedgehog movie still looks comes like out it, I, it looks awful it looks it. way better than it did the, before the character yeah. design looks a lot better yeah the character design looks better I have. I will watch it on VH, or VHS. <laughs> I will go back in time. <laughs> I will go back in time. I will watch it on an original Sega cartridge. <laughs> yeah, I'll plug that shit in. I, uh, I will watch it when it comes out on DVD. So. I, I have faith that Jim Carrey will make me laugh, but other than that, I don't know. Yeah, he could save the whole movie for me. Honestly, I like oh, Jim boy, Carrey. I don't now. know. That's better than what because everybody that says they want to see it, I'm like, well, what? What about it? it makes what? Well, it looks better than the first kind of thing they put out. I'm like. That's not really a reason to go see it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what's the reason? No one's get the kids want to go see it, so that means I will probably end up going seeing it too. So I hope he comes back and he's just like, I fucking love that movie. Best movie <laughs> yeah. of the year. You Listen, know, guys, everybody, yeah, so. we're gonna cancel tonight's recording because everybody's got to see this shit. Okay, but that's not <laughs> fair here. because like I'm the person on this show that's like, I loved it. You know, but I was like, it was shit. And I'm like, no, it was good. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good fucking movie. I'll admit it. <laughs> Everybody's like, whoa, 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 lay off the fucking yeah. Angry Birds, man. That's a good movie. I watched that with my daughter, and I was like, oh, come on. Here we I fucking go. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. Say what you will about the Emoji movie, but lay off the Angry Birds. <laughs> oh, I actually like that movie. <laughs> oh, no. no. I didn't like the Emoji movie, but. We're going to revoke your <laughs> podcasting card after that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah uh, T.J. Miller was the most redeeming quality of that movie. <laughs> yeah, and he's oh, yeah. he's still in uh, Hollywood jail, I think. So oh shit, yeah. Uh, the Invisible Man. This is the one with Elizabeth Moss. It's terrifying. Where she's like being stalked by 
an ex who's uh, invisible or something. Yeah. She's not the invisible man. She's not she's neither invisible nor a man. <laughs> Discuss it amongst yourselves. Yeah, that's another one I watched the trailer. I was hoping for bigger stuff. Nothing of that trailer makes me want to see that either. I don't want to see it, but it looks spooky. Like yeah, parts yeah. of it, I was like, fuck that. Looks like when it's on HBO, I'll if I'm watch flipping it through, there's yeah. nothing else on. It's like it's either this or Harley Quinn. <laughs> I'll fucking watch the invisible man. <laughs> oh man, watch Harley Quinn, you'll love yourself for it. <laughs> Is Harley Quinn on HBO? No, no, it's on, it's on DC. DC. Yeah, DC. Okay. Uh, Apple. So Apple kind of flew under the radar. I know they had their big thing was the morning show and then like nothing else really. Uh, but they've got this new show coming out this month, Mythic Quest, by some of the folks, not just Rob, but there's a few of the folks behind uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia who are making know. this. It's like a, a company that makes a role-playing video game, like the huh. MMO type game. Um, but I guess it's kind of like the office set in the world of these game developers or whatever. Well, that's actually pretty interesting. interesting. Yeah. Not, not, not on my top 10 for the month, but all right. Uh, let's see. Also survivor, another fucking season of survivor. Was that season 76? That's the thing. They're like, they're on season like 50 something. There's but it's only been on the air for like 10 years. It started before Walking Dead, but I'm pretty sure they're on the same number of seasons. So. <laughs> no, 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 no. They're on 50-something. <laughs> they just had to do more than Supernatural. Yeah, I guess. God, yeah. Uh, let's see what else. Homeland Season 8 over on the Showtime, I think. I think that's where it is. Outlander Season 5 on Is that very good? Because like, everybody's told me I should watch it. Outlander? Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of fucking. <laughs> so that's why my loves it. So cinnamon and sugar would that yeah, be Now my wife actually watches Outlander like religiously, read all the books, and went like ape shit for it. And um we had a roommate for a short period of time. Every time he'd walk out of his room, she'd it'd just be like hardcore fucking. And she's like, I swear I don't just sit in the living room watching porn. She's got to pause, wait for his door to creak so yeah. she can hit the button. Like, he was like, dude, your wife watches a lot of porn. <laughs> Fuck yeah, what that's, do you think? I married that's her. That's why I married her. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Hunters season one over on Amazon. This is the one with uh, just a fucked up looking premise and cast and Al Pacino's in it. And, oh, he's like a, like a it's kind of like Inglorious Bastards. A little bit, but I, I'm not sure Nazis. what to make of it. Yeah, Better Call Saul season five that I, returns. I need to catch up on season three and four, but or yeah, I catch one up on four. one through four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. season like, I've seen season one and two, and it's it's a better show than it has any right to be. I heard it's at some points better than Breaking Bad was. Yeah, but by the time Breaking Bad ended, I was just like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, like. Oh. You you talk like it was on for ten years. It only did five seasons. Well, it felt they, like they, were the, they were the first yeah. show to do this that I can think of that did the split, the split season seasons. at the yeah. last season. Yeah, because the fifth season was two seasons technically, and it just it was too much. Yeah. Uh, let's see, video games. Fortnite Chapter Two Season Two launches this month. Anybody doing the Fortnite at all? No, we're all about 18 years old. We're not 12 anymore. All right. We moved on to Borderlands. Yeah. Let's see what else. Home video. We moved on to Borderlands a long time ago, man. Home video. We've got Dr. Sleep coming out this month. Ford v. Ferrari. You mentioned Knives Out. Frozen 2. Nobody fucking mentioned Frozen 2. I actually want to see Frozen 2. I've heard it was better than Frozen 1. I actually have heard it's actually pretty good from people that who would not normally say that Frozen 2 is pretty good. My eight-year-old daughter doesn't understand how renting movies works. (laughs) So it's like still in theaters. She's been trying to to rent that movie for like six months. like You can't just rent it because you heard it exists. (laughs) Well, why the fuck not? I get old old people that come to Vintage Talk that do that all the time. I'm like, it's out now. I saw saw it on 
I saw a trailer for it. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. Like, theaters yet. It's Jesus not Christ. even in theaters yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah that's going to be out in like three months in theaters. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to fuck a snowman? <laughs> yeah, back I'll never to, forget you, Olaf. Do you want to build a snow dig? All right. So <laughs> what are the four things as a group that we are most looking forward to in the month of February? Well, I guess it's not a house that Jack built. I'm the only one. I'm guessing yeah, that's, that's probably not going to make our top four. It's I don't right. know that for a fact, but I'm going to guess it's not making our top four. <laughs> So what do we think? What's uh, looking through the list here? Some of the things we mentioned: Knives Out I'd say, on home video, Jojo Rabbit like on home video. The Super Bowl is one of those safe picks. I think the yeah, Super Bowl is probably Bowl. a safe pick. I think Super Bowl is probably key. the winner. Yeah, Lock and Key Maybe. looks pretty dope. Altered Let's Carbon see. Two, Altered Carbon the Season Oscars. Two, Oscars, Oscars, Oscars another safe pick. Masked Singer, Lego Masters, Brooklyn Nine Nine. I feel like we'll lose some listeners if we put the Oscars on there. <laughs> Why is that? I don't know. I just feel like people are over the Oscars. I think the people yeah. that don't care don't care. Yeah, <laughs> the people then there are still some people that are really heavy into the Oscars. The I used whole to be. Thing. I used to be so gung ho, but yeah. So do we put the Oscars on? So we should. It seems like another. Seems one like of those, you like... kind of have to put on there. Mm-hmm. All right, so that gives us the Super Bowl and the Oscars. That gives us two slots left. Out of those two slots, I mean, the Mass Singer's got a pretty huge following. Yeah, I feel with like people yeah, tweeting. It's pretty popular right now. Doing stuff about it, so. Valentine's Day. It's got one more season. Just as a maybe. day. Just as a day. Yeah. That's All right. Well, we I'd can put that on. We're going to put huh? VD I'd on say there. Let them four. decide what, we, what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, as VD. As like everybody <laughs> loving it. Yeah. So. Sorry. One slot left. We've got Super Bowl, Oscars, Mass Singer. Here are your choices for the one slot that's left. I'm going to say we need to choose between, I feel like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Lock and Key, Altered Carbon and Clone Wars. Out of those four, which one? If you had to sit down right now and we said, we're going to watch something. We're either going to watch Lego Masters or Brooklyn Nine-Nine or Lock and Key or Altered Carbon or Clone Wars. I'd pick Brooklyn Nine-Nine probably. I would probably either pick Brooklyn Nine-Nine or the Clone Wars. We know that Curtis would pick Alter Carbon. Well, you said Brooklyn Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That's a show I'm slowly getting into. It's super good. It's pretty great. Yeah. Now, there is a a half season in there, like, in four, maybe, or five, that's just like, what happened? Yeah. Was there no writers? And they were like, just do what you want to do. I know, uh, it's probably around the season where they couldn't figure out who was going to own that show. Yeah, they, they yeah. Got, I was going to say it was part of that. Yeah, from Fox and then went to NBC or something. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, I think I want to say it's five or some somewhere in there. There's like it's just half a season. Yeah, but then because yeah, they they over, weren't yeah Fox wasn't going to renew for a full season and then so they did the half and they're all kind of like well we're here I mean we're getting paid to be here we might as well. Yeah. Start rolling the camera, I, mean, I guess. They, no one was having fun. Like, you could tell they loved doing it, but like during those times, it's like they didn't care. It's like, here's my line. You're welcome. Yeah. And just it, there was no anything to yeah. it. Then after that, it was like, oh, it's picked up. Hey, we got picked up by NBC. Yeah. We don't have to. We don't even. It's not even that we got renewed. We're not with these assholes anymore. We're yeah. over with NBC's assholes. Um, so here's what we've got then for this week's pop quiz live right now. Tell us, what are you most looking forward to in entertainment pop culture in the month of February? The Super Bowl, the Oscars, The Masked Singer, or Brooklyn Nine-Nine? You can vote on Twitter or Facebook. Just search for at PGTC Podcast. The pop quiz is pinned right to the top of those pages, so you cannot miss them. You can find links to our social media, how to reach us by email, our hotline number, and more. 
Again, at popgoestheculture.com. Coming up this week, this weekend, a bunch of the Oscar-nominated films are showing this Friday and Saturday here at the Alamo, oh. including all of the live action, all of the documentary, and all of the animated short films. I know that's one of those that a lot of people don't get to see, though, so they're putting them together like as a package. So if you buy the package to, you know, you buy a ticket for the short live action films, then they're showing you all of the Oscar-nominated, what, five of them that there are, or animated or documentary or whatever. Uh, they're also, again, screening this weekend only, Friday and Saturday, Ford v. Ferrari, again, Oscar-nominated films. Uh, Jojo Rabbit is actually here Friday and Saturday. Sure. Joker, <laughs> Marriage Story, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Parasite, and The Irishman. You can catch all those on the big screen this Friday and Saturday here at the Alamo. Friday, Kenny, get this queued up in your Netflix queue, Taylor Swift's Miss Americana docu documentary docudrama whatever the fuck it is that's on (laughs) netflix don't get me wrong when taylor swift first started out i respected her worth ethic because like how she just busted ass and got her she got her she sold her own tapes and just did all that kind of stuff i was like hey for her age and uh, as much as she did i was like i respect that about her but her music that's just not my thing and that's all i'm nothing against her just I don't care how many people she dates or whatever the hell. I just, my personal <laughs> life's no concern. I just musically, I'm not a bit. Now that one uh, stupid "Shake It Off" song, goddamn, that's Kenny. I knew you're trouble when you walked in, man. <laughs> <laughs> don't like the Chiefs. Don't like Taylor Swift. <laughs> hey, the one good. Don't let thing him lie to you. He's got Taylor Swift on the front side of his phone. Trouble, he, he only trouble. showed you the back of his phone. He didn't show you the no, screen. Shake it, off. shake it Off comes on. I I turn it up and I annoy the shit out of the kids. I, I love that song. I don't know why. It's infectious. I was feeling 22 when she came out with that song. I'm feeling 22 because I was 22. So I was pretty amped about that. So it connected with you? Yeah. I was like, I get it. My boyfriend dumped me too. (laughs) Fair enough. Sitting at home watching old Power Rangers. (laughs) I miss you, Kim. (laughs) It's boyfriend time. Sunday. (laughs) Sunday here at the Alamo Draft House. One o'clock. You can catch a screening on the big screen of Groundhog Day. On Groundhog Day. Wow. If you're going to watch it anyway, you might as well watch it here at the, the Alamo on the big screen. Disintegrated the friendship between Harold Ramis and Bill Murray. Yep. Yeah, if you don't have TBS, I mean, might as well come out here. Somebody, it's, I think it's the Turner Network. Somebody's playing it like all day in a loop, kind of like they do with Christmas Story yeah. on Christmas. They do it every year. Yeah. It's like, shit, didn't I just watch this? That's the point. <laughs> Wait it's a like minute. Groundhog's Day. I'll be damned. <laughs> and then uh, I guess later on that evening, the Super Bowl's on. On Sunday yeah, night. Baby. Followed yeah. by the season premiere, season three premiere of The Masked Singer right after the Super Bowl. I hate that shit when they do that because it's like, when is it coming on? Yeah. So everybody's like sitting around waiting. Because I remember, was it two years ago when Netflix was like, we're fucking showing the next Cloverfield movie right after the Super Bowl. Well, I don't watch the fucking Super Bowl. So I'm like sitting around like, turn on the TV, check in. Is it still on? No. Okay. Click. Come back like you know, half hour later, turn it back nope, on. Still, still on. no, oh, still got time. Fuck. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, I don't like it when they do it right after the Super Bowl. I will. Wa- I'll watch the Super Bowl. I do every year. I I have since I can. If I haven't watched it my entire life, for most of it, and that's I won't miss that. So I'll just swing on over as soon as it's done. <laughs> well, I don't think it's. I think it's on the same channel. That's why because oh, everybody loves that post Super Bowl slot because yeah. people just stay. They don't turn oh, yeah. off. So. <laughs> Uh, let's see. On Tuesday, not shit going on on Monday. Tuesday, Doctor Sleep, Last Christmas, and Playing with Fire are all available on home video. 
And The Masked Singer makes its Tuesday back in its normal time slot, Tuesday night premiere. And then Trivia Tuesdays here at the back lot at the Alamo Draft House every Tuesday night at 7 o'clock. So if you're not watching The Masked Singer and you're not stopping and picking up Dr. Sleep or Last Christmas or Playing With Fire on home video, come out here and play some trivia on Tuesday nights at the Alamo. Wait, there's Monday night. It's in the wrong fucking order. Who put this together? Monday night, McMillions is on HBO. This is the story about the uh, scam that was ran by somebody that was in security. Uh, You know, the McDonald's Monopoly pieces. Oh, Uh, yeah, yeah. This is the guy who was like the security guard of the warehouse where all those pieces were stored before they were like glued onto the fucking side of your cup and then the fries and all that shit. And he was like scamming and selling to the mafia, like, you know, pieces and giving to his friends and stuff like here, here's, you know, here's a $50,000 set. Hang on to these once this comes out. That's why you got them. And yeah. he did it for years before finally somebody caught on and then they like ran like the last year they did it. It was like it, the game was out, but it was just a sting operation to catch this guy stealing the high dollar pieces and no shit. Yeah. I feel like every season, every time they did it, it was just a sting operation. Because <laughs> you weren't winning unless you hadn't knew that guy. Yeah, that's what it was. It was all that guy and his friends, and then I guess he was selling it to organized crime and stuff. But yeah, yeah. this is this will be fun. There was a, a whole big expose in one of the newspapers or magazines about the whole thing, and then somebody, I think it's the Afflecks, and some of the, some of his buddies bought the rights to it, and that'll be on HBO on Monday. On Wednesday, new comic book day. We've got the finale of the Martian Manhunter limited series. Martian Manhunter number 12 is coming out from DC. Some number ones, Ant-Man number one at Marvel, Immortal Hulk, Great Power number one. That's where the Hulk and Spider-Man get mashed up. I don't know. That'll yeah, be it's just a one-shot. Yeah. With Hulk. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It's not an ongoing series. Yeah. Oh, I got the Funko Pop of that. Of the Hulk, uh, the <laughs> Spider-Man. Spider-Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Darth like Vader a, number one. Six inch, six inch, yeah. yeah, it is. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Darth Vader number one, and then the X Men Fantastic Four number one coming out from Marvel. What else is coming out this week, Dustin, that we ought to be aware um, of? From Dark Horse, there's uh, Predator Hunters, the third volume, uh-huh. number one. Chris Hansen wrote that. Oh, really? No, I was just. <laughs> <laughs> we all stopped and like, really? I'll be damned. <laughs> Uh, for DC, there's yeah. a one shot called DC Crimes of Passion number one, and then a couple of like that sounds reprint. sexy. Yeah. <laughs> right. A couple of reprints. Uh, they're kind of like what Marvel does, True Believer wise. Right. So Dollar Comics, Batman number three eighty six, and then Batman Shadow of the Bat number one. What was three eighty six? Why would anybody care to? Um, honestly, I'm not sure. I know I, didn't I don't know either. I know Shadow of the Bat, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm, that was later. I'm assuming it's probably part of the Nightfall. Yeah, I think it might have been. Yeah, is that no, big when they do that? Like, what when they do reprints? Is that like big? Does it sell good? Um, so actually, um, I read an article today about um, like because I was curious of like what the true difference was between True Believers and facsimile editions, right? And True Believers are just like little, they're reprints, but there's multiple reprints in one book, and a facsimile is a true straight one to one of the original exactly of the original like including the hostess twinkie ads and yeah yeah. the ads and everything so it's a true reprint but it obviously isn't going to have like the 10 cent or 5 cent 
logo is going to yeah. say three ninety nine or four. Yeah, that get them. That'd be fucked if they did that. Yeah, so but <laughs> no, it says right here ten cents. Uh, I was reading an article. Uh, the True Believers Amazing Fantasy number fifteen. Uh-huh. Um, that it's a dollar book. It sold for a hundred like twenty one bucks. Damn. So it's like going so, from a dollar yeah. book to it doesn't really matter because it's the first appearance of Spider Man. Right. So it's like that's people are most, still picking it one up. One of the most value comic books in the world yeah so i mean having that essentially a version of that story this article is saying essentially if you can if you have a chance to get these reprints pick them up okay at a a buck a pop you can't really go wrong anyway okay so are people hoping that these reprints will go up to crazy money i mean well yeah they won't be ever worth like the originals yeah obviously they're probably they'll probably never break like 200 bucks like That's I mean, bad, but for a dollar book, yeah, yeah one hundred and twenty-one dollars. If, if you buy, yeah, yeah, if you buy a hundred dollar books and one of them's one hundred and twenty dollars, you know, yeah, and they even did yeah. a, a like a True Believers for Amazing Spider-Man three hundred first appearance of Venom. They oh, okay. did that, and uh, that True Believers went to a second print. So it's like if a dollar book goes to a second print, that tells you how popular. <laughs> there, there are books that don't make it a second print yeah, better. Exactly. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a, true, it's a true believer, and it's like. Even value aside, like I mean, I got the they did the reprint of the first the first appearance of Thor. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Thor is my favorite superhero. And like, I was never gonna have a chance to read that. I don't have eighteen hundred dollars to go buy the original what? copy. So <laughs> I call bullshit. Yeah. and like I'm not really priorities, man. I'm not good at pirating, so like I just wasn't gonna read that. I was just gonna know what it was about. And but now I got to buy it for a couple bucks and read it for myself. So yeah, yeah, I get that. Yep. It's like recently Batman Adventures number 12 came out. Um, first appearance of Harley Quinn. That sold out instantly. I guarantee that's probably going to go to second print. Yeah. That sold out instantly. Pretty popular character. Yeah. No, she's very, very popular. I hate hate saying this word, but she's overrated. Thank overexposed. You. I wasn't going to say. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's, let's stick with overrated. That sounds better than my <laughs> I know a lot of viewers probably disagree with me, but she is. Oh, what? Do you think they don't think that? I'm, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> what's, the, what's the line from the Birds of Prey commercial? I've got a fucking PhD. So that's pretty impressive. <laughs> all right. Give her that. <laughs> also on Wednesday, after you get your comic books and you get home and you read all those and you're sitting around going, well, now what's on the TV? Lego Masters, the series premiere on Fox on Wednesday night. On Thursday, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, season seven premieres over on NBC. Couple uh, premieres over on the CW, but honestly, who fucking cares? Uh, and we are back out here at the Alamo Draft House recording next week's episode of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast. Come on out, grab some dinner, grab a drink, grab a chocolate milkshake that that was bomb destroyed. So good. Get something and come on out and hang out with us. We will start recording at seven o'clock. You are always welcome to join us. You can even grab a microphone and join in if you so desire. We're going to be have some guests with us next week, so that would be a good week to come on out. If you've enjoyed this episode or any episode of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast, please just take a minute, leave a review on your preferred podcast player. It doesn't cost you a thing, and it really is one of the best ways to show your support for anyone who creates any of the art and entertainment that you enjoy. It doesn't matter what it is. Let somebody know. If you enjoyed a podcast, if you enjoyed a comic book, if you enjoyed a movie, and you get the opportunity to let somebody know that you've enjoyed it, let them know because it, it does. People do appreciate that. It does make it seem worthwhile sometimes. You can find other ways to support the Pop Goes the Culture podcast at popgoestheculture.com. Anybody got any 
anything else for this week. It's not happening this week, but I'm going to be at Neosho on February the 8th at Neosho ArtsCon for a panel, one panel. That's all I'm doing. That's all they wanted me to do. (laughs) (laughs) But it is YouTube versus podcasting. I'll be hanging out with JP from Egotastic Fun Time at 1.30. We're going to be discussing podcasting versus YouTubing. We're going to try to convince the crowd, which they should be doing for those who are thinking about starting up one or the other. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun there. Have other guests at the con, of course. Corn Nemec. Remember uh, Parker Lewis can't lose, Kenny? I know you fuckers yeah. don't. You got to look yeah. at him like, what? Nope. Uh, he was also on one of the Stargate shows. He's been in a few things. Yeah. Uh, the Stand, the CBS miniseries. He was in that. Uh, comic creators, Aaron Cooter, uh, Phil Hester Cooter. will be there, <laughs> Jeremy Hahn, <laughs> authors Dayton Ward, it's and Kevin Dillmore will be there. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, hey, if you're in that corner of the world, uh, show up on, that's February the 8th, not this Saturday, not tomorrow if you're listening to this on Friday, uh, but Saturday, February the 8th. Come on out. Support your local arts convention. It's Am I going grown. with you? I don't know. Are you going with me? I thought that was the plan. Weren't we going to try out that? thing to see if we can interview yeah we can while in crowds and stuff so works possibly do some yeah. planet comic-con well, sounds that's fun. at the neo show square right uh i think it's the middle school oh the middle school oh i thought the, it was at the square no i think it's the middle school well i was year. gonna say there's a place called sam seller and it's a uh, if you're feeling like you need to wet your beak a little get a little toasty Go to Sam Seller. I was wondering where you were going with that. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, dip your do wig. You, yeah, do you remember Pulp Fiction? <laughs> do you remember the Gimp? <laughs> Sam Seller is right off the square. Just ask for Zeke. Yeah, exactly. Just, Zed, just so. ask for Zed. They'll throw you in the back. They'll tie you down. They'll bring out the Gimp. And then one of you is going to get raped. Hey, hey, you had me. You don't <laughs> yeah. need to sell it anymore. You have me at sell it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, sorry. sorry. <laughs> anything else? Anybody got anything else going up in the next week or so? Anything you're excited about, looking forward to, or have we covered it all? We got it. I can't think of anything else. Yeah, I can't either. All right, well, then that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast. I have been Joey Mills. Dustin. Dakota. Curtis. K-Dub. Have a great weekend. We will catch you all back here next week. On the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast. See you then. Later, bitches. See you. Spicy nipples. Peace. This show has been brought to you by the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. Find links to all of our podcasts and more at popgoestheculture.com.